Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the I Declare Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare It. Check out IDeclareMedia.com. And always remember, no matter what, no matter what, know you matter. You're listening to the I Declare Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare It. India Declare. Real Raw and right now. And good evening, everyone. Good evening to you guys. Welcome to I Declare Media, the I Declare Show. Uh, it is 1 March 2019, and here we go. Um, To say this has been a big week would be an understatement. It has been a historic week. Uh, One might want to call it Michael Cohen week. And we will get into um, the testimony of Mr. Michael Cohen uh, that happened on 27 February, the the public testimony that happened uh, February 27th. Um, and, uh, and we will go through all of that. And what I want to hear is your take on it. Uh, so, uh, get your beverage of choice, uh, put your feet up, um, put the show on speed dial. Uh, thank you to the listeners who are on the switchboard already and, uh, waiting for us to get rolling here. I want to first off say a big thank you to Alpha. Of course, you guys know Alpha is the host of the Alpha Show, heard on TruthWorks Network. Uh, follow Alpha on Twitter, at Alpha08 on Twitter. Uh, Alpha, thank you so very much for uh, sitting in for me. Uh, you are one of the best in this business. So here we go tonight, finally, finally, with a Democratic House majority desperately desired and voted for accountability has come. Bright congressional light, scrutiny, and investigations are focused on the many serious and apparently never-ending corruptions of 45 and his varying organizations. Now look, this is what I want to get into tonight. As America comes to the documented and evidenced reality of what historic lows we are facing as a nation. I want to know from you, how do we process this sheer and utter criminal activity constellation? How do we process this tragic mess that this country finds ourselves in? I'm asking blunt and upfront, can America handle the gritty truth of what we are what we are facing and what we will continue to face for some time. Uh, will America be able to handle this and handle the truth of this? Can 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 repub blind crackpot loyalty yield to documented and evidenced criminal realities? Will the fever of the crackpot loyalty to this administration, will it break? And can we, can what we are facing, 
I mean, just just in the just in the uh, 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 hashtag Michael Cohen testimony, uh, we learned of uh, uh, local and state uh, tax fraud. Um, campaign. Well, of course, we are. Uh, uh, if you've been following this, and I know it's a, a multi-tentacled, multi-layered uh, 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 story, doesn't even seem the right terminology for it. But campaign financial violations has has been in the news for some time with the payments uh, to uh, Mrs. Uh, Clifford, um, etc. Uh, uh, we have the possible uh, encouragement of perjury. Uh, uh, we have conspiracy to defraud the United States. We have uh, uh, the possibility of lying to the special counsel and the Department of Justice. I mean, uh, uh, and uh, Mr. Cohen submitted documents. See, I'm not talking about opinions or if you like a person or that's your favorite party or you like the hat or you like the T-shirt. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about documented evidenced blunt and upfront in your face reality. Um, Mr. Cohen submitted to the uh, oversight committee uh, the documents uh, that that reveal some sort of uh, real estate uh, uh, valuation adjustment, some, some, some scheme and he spoke of you know how it's done, uh, some scheming real estate uh, valuation adjustment uh, all for personal gain. Um, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, I I want to I want to talk to you about um, like are like are we um, are we able to deal with this um, uh, to deal with such documented and evidence. Look, you would not have um, all of the uh, uh, guilty pleas and the uh, immunity agreements uh, uh, and the cooperation agreements and 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 this 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 weird constellation um, of, of of criminality and all the lying. Uh, uh, you would not have all of this um, if there's nothing if there's nothing there. And we as a nation, um, uh, if you do wrong, uh, you pay the price for that in terms of our justice system. And we are, we are witnessing people at the highest levels of our, of our, of our nation's governance uh, being investigated up the wazoo. Um, and I submit that's not for naught. Like, at what point do we face the truth? I, I don't want to hear about, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, uh, he didn't want to tell his wife. And uh-uh, uh-uh. No, 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 no. Frankly, I didn't go for that back then in the 90s either. Um, just point of record. Um, this is so much deeper than that in terms of what I'm, what I'm talking about are documents, documentary evidence. And facing that, and facing what that means. Uh, apparently, um, uh, according to uh, a reporter who has uh, been covering uh, Mr. Cohen extensively, um, apparently the documents 
that he submitted to the uh, House Oversight Committee, the public hearing. Uh, apparently, um, he retrieved those documents very close to the hearing itself. Um, so I, I don't know um, if, if, if everyone anticipated um, uh, said uh, documents. Uh, but when someone comes in uh, with receipts, uh, as 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 the uh, uh, slang term is, uh, receipts don't have personality. They just they just say what happened. And I'm wondering because this is this is really uh, someone close to me today while while I was doing my research for this said you know what India this is this is just really flat out disgusting. And it is. It is. This is gross. This is this is not a funny ha-ha. Uh, this is not gotcha. This is sick. And to take this country through all of this um, is sicker. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to get into uh, some of the audio from this historic public hearing. But I want to bring up Alpho. Alpho, of course, um uh is is uh, he is he is my co-host tonight and he's been sitting in for me because I've been I've been away um I've got some things going and uh, uh I just have to change it up and so boy I I really did not um I didn't know how entrenched uh in my rhythmic uh, uh pattern of ritual um I am I'm I'm like an organized freak. Like I organize everything and color code everything and everything. And so to have everything all upside down and everything, it's kind of giving me the heebie-jeebies, but like I'm getting through it because I'm, I've, I've got to shake it up. You know, I've got to shake it up and, and establish another uh, base and uh, create uh, a life um, uh, from scratch that I've designed uh, on my own terms. And so that's kind of what I'm doing. And it's a complete mess. And I admit it. And, you know, imperfection is perfection. It always has been. Uh, uh, Alpha, thank you so much for um, uh, for hosting uh, the show and taking time out of your uh, busy uh, Friday and week, because I know it's a lot more than one day to host one of these. You're doing a lot of research to do it. And um, uh, and thank you for being here tonight. You know, th- th- this was such a historic week, and I- I've I've got all kind of audio here uh, from it. But um, uh, I wanted you here, of course, to get your take on what we as a nation are are navigating our way through. What we're witnessing. It's one thing when you have opinion and conjecture. It's another thing when you have uh, evidentiary documents. Um, and uh, and 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 that brings the nation to uh, a moment where we kind of have to face this, whether whether we want to deal with it or not. As Andre Eglishan always said, uh, blessings uh, to his family. Um, that's uh, irrelevant. It's it's in our lap, and we've got to deal with it. Uh, your thoughts? Well, good evening, India, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to allow me to host your show in your absence. Uh, I just want to say what Democrats are doing is allowing them, they're trying to do due diligence and be patient. And it's like the uh, Meadows, Mark Meadows, is that his name? Who brought oh, the yes. 
brought the black box. And then he turned around and forced the black to apologize for calling him a racist. You see, those are the types of moves that they are good at. And because there's no spine in the Democratic Party, there is very little pushback. The mere fact that this woman missed a vote at, at Hood or something to that effect, mm-hmm. to be there, she said nothing. She's not a part of the committee. She, she said absolutely nothing. She was just standing there. And what the Democrats, I don't believe that there was no one there who was sharp enough to counter her with Amorosa. Amorosa's been with them too. She calls him a racist. And for you to bring her in here, and she has nothing to say, all she's doing is standing there. What is that, your lawn jockey? Exactly. You know, like the way the way he handled that, he was the one that made her a prop. It it was so it was so reminiscent. She wasn't mic'd up. Um, she didn't have any notes that she wanted to take. I actually have that sound um, uh, because I want I want the audience uh, for those who, who were not able to watch this. Um, uh, I want to fill in um, uh, the backstory because context matters. So, Alpha, let's take a listen to this audio, um, uh, and 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 of course, you can go to uh, the uh, um, uh, Oversight Committee on YouTube, uh, YouTube.com, and you can see this for yourself. But take a listen to this audio, and and this is what Alpha is 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 speaking to. Uh, take a listen to this, Mr. Cohen, with this. Do you think the President of the United States is making decisions in the best interest of the American people? No, I don't. Especially those you said that he used horrible words about, like African Americans, Muslim Americans, and immigrants? Yes. Just to make a note, Mr. Chairman, just because someone has a person of color, a black person working for them, does not mean they aren't racist. And it is insensitive that some would even say, it's the fact that someone would actually use a prop, a black woman, in this chamber, in this committee, is alone racist in itself. Donald Trump is setting. Mr. Chairman, I ask I, that her words Donald be Trump taken is down. President, I reclaim my time. Mr. Donald Chairman, Trump is setting a president. Mr. Chairman, that the highest office can be a. Mr. Chairman, the rules are clear. Activity. Cover up and hold on to business assets to break campaign finance laws and constitutional clauses. What we have here, Mr. Chairman, is criminal conduct and the pursuit of the highest public office by Mr. Cohen and Individual One. I hope that the gravity of this situation hits everyone in this body and in Congress and across this country. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I yield the rest of my time. Mr. Chairman, I ask that her words, when she's referring to an individual member of this body, be taken down and stricken from the record. I'm sure she didn't intend to do this, but if anyone knows my record as it relates, it should be you, Mr. Chairman. Chairman, I, I, I would like to hold on. I want the words read no, no, back. No, 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 no. We want to know exactly no, what she said me. about a colleague. Excuse me. Would you like to rephrase that statement, Ms. Salib? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I can actually read it from here. 
Just to make a note, Mr. Chairman, that just because someone has a person of color, a black person working for them does not mean they are racist. And it is insensitive that someone would even say racist, say, say it is racist in itself, and to use a black woman as a prop to, move, to prove it otherwise. And I can submit this for the record. If a colleague is thinking that that's what I'm saying, I'm just saying that's what I believe to have happened. And if as a person of color in this committee, that's how I felt at that moment and I wanted to express that. But I am not calling the gentleman, um, Mr. Meadows, a racist for doing so. I'm saying that in itself, it is a racist act. Well, I hope not, Mr. Chairman, because I need to be clear on this well, particular. Mr. Chairman. Mr. 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 Meadows, wait a minute. I, I've defended you no, at, no, no, about, Mr. Meadows, with false accusations. Mr. Meadows, I'm the chair. Yes, sir, you are. Thank you. Right. I will clear this up. Now, Ms. Talib, is it, I want to make sure I understand. You did not, you were not intending to call Mr. Meadows a racist, is that right? No, Mr. Chairman, I do not call Mr. Meadows a racist. No, I am trying minute, as a person of color, Mr. Chairman, just to express myself and how I felt at that moment. Mm -hmm. And so just for the record, that's what was my intention. All right. All right. Mr. Meadows. Mr. Chairman, there's nothing more personal to me than my relationship. My nieces and nephews are people of color. Not many people know that. You know that, Mr. Chairman. And to indicate that I asked someone who is a personal friend of the, the Trump family, who has worked for him, who knows this particular individual, that she's coming in to be a prop, it's racist to suggest that I ask her to come in here for that reason. Mr. President, the president's own person. She's a family member. She, she loves these, this family. She came in because she felt like the President of the United States was getting falsely accused. And, and Mr. Chairman, you, are, you and I have a personal relationship that's not based on color. And, and uh -uh. to even go down this direction is, is wrong, Mr. Chairman. First of all, I want to thank the gentleman for what you have stated. Um, if there's anyone who is sensitive with regard to race, it's me. Son of former sharecroppers that were basically slaves. So I, I get it. Um, I listened very carefully to Ms. Salid, and I think, and I, I don't want to, I'm not going to put words in her mouth, but I think she said that she was not calling you a racist. And I thought that we could clarify that. Because, you, Mr. Meadows, you know, uh, and of all the people on this committee, uh, I've said it and got in trouble for it, that you're one of my best friends. I know that shocks a lot of people. And, and likewise, Mr. Yeah, Chairman. But you are. And I would do, and I could see and feel your pain. I feel it. And so, and I don't think Ms. Salib intended to cause you that, that, that kind of pain and that kind of frustration. Did you have a statement, Ms. Salib? I'm going to yield to you. We no, can just straighten you, this Mr. up. Chairman, and, and to my colleague, Mr. Meadows, that was not my intention, and I do apologize if that's what it sounded like, but I said someone in general. Uh, and as everybody knows in this chamber, I'm pretty direct, so I, if I wanted to say that, I would have, but that's not what I said. 
And uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman, for allowing me to clarify. But again, I said someone. And again, I, those not referring to you at all as a racist. Well, I, I thank the gentlewoman for her comments. I thank the chairman for uh, working to clarify this. And uh, and I, I appreciate the, the, the chairman's uh, intervening. No. So uh, there was uh, there was that exchange, uh, and I don't uh, have it here, but one can pull it up on a, uh, a very simple uh, uh, search engine search, and you can find Representative uh, Meadows um, uh, in full birther mode, um, uh, suggesting that former President Barack Obama uh, go back to wherever he's from, Kenya or wherever. Uh, so there is that. But what I would say is that beyond um, broader, wider, and deeper than the words um, uh, used uh, regarding um, uh, Representative Meadows uh, and his party, um, the, uh, the racism and the racial bias uh, screams through policy. And so that's where I tend to look. Uh, when it comes to uh, racial bias, racial animus, uh, and racial denigration um, policy. So that's where you can find the deeds of uh, racial animus um, and uh, racial uh, denigration. Um, and so, Alpha, I wanted to provide that context for our listeners who might not have um, um, watched all of the hearings uh, and saw and saw that, even though uh, I know that went viral. Uh, but uh, 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 Ms. Uh, uh, her name is Ms. Uh, yes, Ms. Patton, uh, Ms. Lynn Patton was just brought up and stood uh, adjacent to. Well, she was seated, and then she stood up uh, behind uh, Representative Meadows and said nothing. Was not my uh, uh, was just was just there, and if. If that's not uh, if that's not the appearance of a prop, I don't I don't I don't know what is. Well, India, the mere fact this is these are the things that I speak of when I speak of things like setting the table. Mm-hmm. The Democratic uh, represent, representative to leave, as along with Cummings, were ill prepared. With Mark Meadows' record, just like they're ill-prepared with Jordan's record, they don't do their homework. All they had to do, all she had to do, was flip it around on them and say, "But weren't you a birther in 2012? Weren't you the one talking about sending Barack Obama back to Kenya? You were dragging the same line of a Donald Trump." And when I say set the table, the fact that they haven't set the table has allowed this to move forward. Then coming and to leave going to apology mode. And yeah, that, that just that just that just hurt me. And and I'm a big fan of Chairman Cummings and and uh, 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 but but the stretch to appease Meadows was just. Right. That was that was that was a half a dozen cotton balls uh, to swallow, and uh, that was very very difficult. And 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 he had to hit the gavel and 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 control him and say, uh, "I'm chairman," you know, like um, yeah. uh, don't 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 try to run this show. And yet he still yeah, appeased him even with him. that. Right. They're going to talk over him because he's a black man, and right. they they feel entitled 
white privilege took part in that. And right. Like I'm, you know, the testimony from Michael Cohen in and of itself has enough criminality in it to investigate it. The Southern District of New York will get him on RICO, period. They have so many fingers and everything. Right. And the, the uh, what's her name, Rachel Maddow, she put on this show the long, drawn-out explanation and how a property went from value of from $7 million to $13 million. But in between there, he applied for a loan, and the same property went from in between 7 and 13 to $291 million so he could get a $1 billion loan from Deutsche Bank to buy yes. the Buffalo Bill. There yeah. is a level of criminality here, and the Democrats are about there's malfeasance. That's all you yeah. have to do to beat Show his criminality. Show that he didn't drain the swamp. He let in more snakes, poisonous snakes, and alligators and the whole, anything that swims this dead lake is in this uh, swamp. Yeah, this this is unlike this is unlike anything this country has seen, and that that's why I that's why I ask really, uh, does America, uh, you know, uh, will we be able to deal with this? Because this is this is this is really unlike. I mean, we're 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 in uncharted waters here. I believe we. We can and will deal with it. Um, uh, 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 I I believe um, in our system of of judiciary and and uh, uh, I I, uh, I and, and maybe I'm being Pollyanna and naive, but I believe with all of this. Uh, constellation of criminality ongoing and the SDNY and Mueller and Mueller, you know, uh, filtering the many cases out uh, uh, to varying uh, 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 attorney generals across the, across the country and all that. Um, uh, 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 I just believe accountability. I don't know how long it will take or whatever, but I believe accountability is coming. You just cannot do all of this and just, you know, um, go have your pedicure um, after your presidency is uh, over. I just don't see that happening. But but I wanted to I wanted to um, uh, share uh, with our audience. Uh, some of what Mr. Cohen had to say. Um, and I kept trying to edit this and edit this, uh, but it seemed like every word was valuable. And it, it's, a, it's about uh, 30 minutes in its entirety. But I wanted to put on the record uh, the opening statement of Mr. Michael Cohen. And I invite the audience to read the transcript just as Chairman Cummings said, follow the transcript, read the transcript as well, not only to the opening statement, but to the entire hearing, if you can. Um, but 
we're going to listen to Mr. Cohen's opening statement um, because it is so important and uh, 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 gross. Uh, and, 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 and I believe uh, Mr. Cohen is credible. Um, and and uh, this is like Shakespearean, uh, if you will. It seems like uh, willingly or uh, uh, unwittingly, whatever, uh, he got swept up uh, in something that it sounds like, according to his own words, he knew was compromised, and yet for um, uh, his for his uh, ambition, uh, he continued to stay uh, with this with this uh, circus. But take a listen to this. This is Mr. Michael Cohen's opening statement before the Oversight Committee, 27 February 2019. This is historic, um, and it's uh, explosive. Chairman Cummings, Ranking Member Jordan, and members of the committee. Thank you for inviting me here today. I have asked this committee to ensure that my family be protected from presidential threats and that the committee be sensitive to the questions pertaining to ongoing investigations. I thank you for your help and for your understanding. I am here under oath to correct the record, to answer the committee's questions truthfully, to offer the American people what I know about President Trump. I recognize that some of you may doubt and attack me on my credibility. It is for this reason that I have incorporated into this opening statement documents that are irrefutable and demonstrate that the information you will hear is accurate and truthful. Never in a million years did I imagine when I accepted a job in 2007 to work for Donald Trump that he would one day run for the presidency to launch a campaign on a platform of hate and intolerance and actively win. I regret the day I said yes to Mr. Trump. I regret all the help and support I gave him along the way. I am ashamed of my own failings and publicly accepted responsibility for them by pleading guilty in the Southern District of New York. I am ashamed of my weakness and my misplaced loyalty of the things I did for Mr. Trump in an effort to protect and promote him. I am ashamed that I chose to take part in concealing Mr. Trump's illicit acts rather than listening to my own conscience. I am ashamed because I know what Mr. Trump is. He is a racist, he is a con man, and he is a cheat. He was a presidential candidate who knew that Roger Stone was talking with Julian Assange about a WikiLeaks drop on Democratic National Committee emails. I will explain each in a few moments. I am providing the committee today with several documents, and these include a copy of a check Mr. Trump wrote from his personal bank account after he became president to reimburse me for the hush money payments I made to cover up his affair with an adult film star and to prevent damage to his campaign. 
copies of financial statements from 2011, 2012, and 2013 that he gave to such institutions such as Deutsche Bank. A copy of an article with Mr. Trump's handwriting on it that reported on the auction of a portrait of himself that he arranged for the bidder ahead of time and then reimbursed the bidder from the account of his nonprofit charitable foundation with the picture now hanging in one of his country clubs. <laughs> and copies of letters I wrote at Mr. Trump's direction that threatened his high school, colleges, and the college board not to release his grades or SAT scores. I hope my appearance here today, my guilty plea, and my work with law enforcement agencies are steps along a path of redemption that will restore faith in me and help this country understand our president better. And before going further, I want to apologize to each member to use Congress as a whole. The last time I appeared before Congress, I came to protect Mr. Trump. Today, I am here to tell the truth about Mr. Trump. I lied to Congress when Mr. Trump stopped negotiating the Moscow Tower project in Russia. I stated that we stopped negotiating in January of 2016. That was false. Our negotiations continued for months later during the campaign. Mr. Trump did not directly tell me to lie to Congress. That's not how he operates. In conversations we had during the campaign, at the same time I was actively negotiating in Russia for him, he would look me in the eye and tell me there's no Russian business and then go on to lie to the American people by saying the same thing. In his way, he was telling me to lie. There were at least a half a dozen times between the Iowa caucus in January of 2016 and the end of June when he would ask me, how's it going in Russia, referring to the Moscow Tower project. You need to know that Mr. Trump's personal lawyers reviewed and edited my statement to Congress about the timing of the Moscow Tower negotiations before I gave it. So to be clear, Mr. Trump knew of and directed the Trump-Moscow negotiations throughout the campaign and lied about it. He lied about it because he never expected to win. He also lied about it because he stood to make hundreds of millions of dollars on the Moscow real estate project. And so I lied about it, too, because Mr. Trump had made clear to me through his personal statements to me that we both knew to be false and through his lies to the country that he wanted me to lie. And he made it clear to me because his personal attorneys reviewed my statement before I gave it to Congress. Over the past two years, I have been smeared as a rat by the President of the United States. The truth is much different. And let me take a brief moment
to introduce myself. My name is Michael Dean Cohen, and I am a blessed husband of 24 years and a father to an incredible daughter and son. When I married my wife, I promised her that I would love her, I would cherish her, and I would protect her. As my father said countless times throughout my childhood, you, my wife, and you, my children, are the air that I breathe. So to my Laura, and to my Sammy, and to my Jake, there's nothing I wouldn't do to protect you. I have always tried to live a life of loyalty, friendship, generosity, and compassion. Those qualities my parents ingrained in my siblings in me since childhood. My father survived the Holocaust, thanks to the compassion and selfless acts of others. He was helped by many who put themselves in harm's way to do what they knew was right. And that is why my first instinct has always been to help those in need. And mom and dad, I am sorry I let you down. As the many people that know me best would say, I am the person that they call at 3 a.m. if they needed help. And I proudly remember being the emergency contact for many of my children's friends when they were growing up because their parents knew that I would drop everything and care for them as if they were my own. Yet last fall, I pled guilty in federal court to felonies for the benefit of, at the direction of, and in coordination with individual number one. And for the record, individual number one is President Donald J. Trump. It is painful to admit that I was motivated by ambition at times. It is even more painful to admit that many times I ignored my conscience and acted loyal to a man when I should not have. Sitting here today, it seems unbelievable that I was so mesmerized by Donald Trump that I was willing to do things for him that I knew were absolutely wrong. For that reason, I have come here to apologize to my family, to my government, and to the American people. Accordingly, let me now tell you about Mr. Trump. I got to know him very well, working very closely with him for more than 10 years as his executive vice president and special counsel, and then as personal attorney when he became president. When I first met Mr. Trump, he was a successful entrepreneur, a real estate giant, and an icon. Being around Mr. Trump was intoxicating. When you were in his presence, you felt like you were involved in something greater than yourself, that you were somehow changing the world. I wound up touting the Trump narrative for over a decade. That was my job. Always stay on message. Always defend. It monopolized my life. At first, I worked mostly on real estate developments and other business transactions. Shortly thereafter, Mr. Trump brought me into his personal life and private dealings. 
over time. I saw his true character revealed. Mr. Trump is an enigma. He is complicated, as am I. He is both good and bad, as do we all. But the bad far outweighs the good. And since taking office, he has become the worst version of himself. He is capable of behaving kindly, but he is not kind. He is capable of committing acts of generosity, but he is not generous. He is capable of being loyal, but he is fundamentally disloyal. Donald Trump is a man who ran for office to make his brand great, not to make our country great. He had no desire or intention to lead this nation, only to market himself and to build his wealth and power. Mr. Trump would often say, this campaign was going to be the greatest infomercial in political history. He never expected to win the primary. He never expected to win the general election. The campaign for him was always a marketing opportunity. I knew early on in my work for Mr. Trump that he would direct me to lie to further his business interests. And I am ashamed to say that when it was for a real estate mogul in the private sector, I considered it trivial. As the president, I consider it significant and dangerous. But in the mix, lying for Mr. Trump was normalized and no one around him questioned it. In fairness, no one around him today questions it either. A lot of people have asked me about whether Mr. Trump knew about the release of the hacked documents, the Democratic National Committee email, ahead of time. And the answer is yes. As I earlier stated, Mr. Trump knew from Roger Stone in advance about the WikiLeaks drop of emails. In July of 2016, days before the Democratic Convention, I was in Mr. Trump's office when his secretary announced that Roger Stone was on the phone. Mr. Trump put Mr. Stone on the speakerphone. Mr. Stone told Mr. Trump that he had just gotten off the phone with Julian Assange and that Mr. Assange told Mr. Stone that within a couple of days, there would be a massive dump of emails that would damage Hillary Clinton's campaign. Mr. Trump responded by stating to the effect, wouldn't that be great? Mr. Trump is a racist. The country has seen Mr. Trump court white supremacists and bigots. You have heard him call poorer countries shitholes. His private, in private, he is even worse. He once asked me if I could name a country run by a black person that wasn't a shithole. This was when Barack Obama was president of the United States. And while we were once driving through a struggling neighborhood in Chicago, he commented that only black people could live that way. And he told me that black people would never vote for him because they were too stupid. And yet, I continued to work for him.
Mr. Trump is a cheat. As previously stated, I'm giving to the committee today three years of Mr. Trump's personal financial statements from 2011, 2012, and 2013, which he gave to Deutsche Bank to inquire about a loan to buy the Buffalo Bills and to Forbes. These are exhibits 1A, 1B, and 1C to my testimony. It was my experience that Mr. Trump inflated his total assets when it served his purposes, such as trying to be listed amongst the wealthiest people in Forbes and deflated his assets to reduce his real estate taxes. I'm sharing with you two newspaper articles side by side that are examples of Mr. Trump inflating and deflating his assets, as I said, to suit his financial interests. These are exhibit two to my testimony. As I noted, I'm giving the committee today an article he wrote on and sent to me that reported on an auction of a portrait of Mr. Trump. This is exhibit 3A to my testimony. Mr. Trump directed me to find a straw bidder to purchase a portrait of him that was being auctioned off at an Art Hamptons event. The objective was to ensure that this portrait, which was going to be auctioned last, would go for the highest price of any portrait that afternoon. The portrait was purchased by the fake bidder for $60,000. Mr. Trump directed the Trump Foundation, which is supposed to be a charitable organization, to repay the fake bidder, despite keeping the art for himself. And please see Exhibit 3B to my testimony. And it should come as no surprise that one of my more common responsibilities was that Mr. Trump directed me to call business owners, many of whom are small businesses that were owed money for their services and told them that no payment or a reduced payment would be coming. When I asked Mr. Trump, or when I told Mr. Trump of my success, he actually reveled in it. And yet, I continued to work for him. Mr. Trump is a con man. He asked me to pay off an adult film star with whom he had an affair and to lie about it to his wife which I did. And lying to the First Lady is one of my biggest regrets because she is a kind, good person, and I respect her greatly, and she did not deserve that. And I'm giving the committee today a copy of the $130,000 wire transfer from me to Ms. Clifford's attorney during the closing days of the presidential campaign that was demanded by Ms. Clifford to maintain her silence about her affair with Mr. Trump. And this is Exhibit 4 to my testimony. Mr. Trump directed me to use my own personal funds from a home equity line of credit to avoid any money being traced back to him that could negatively impact his campaign. And I did that too, without bothering to consider whether that was improper much less whether it was the right thing to do or how would it impact me, my family, or the public. 
and I am going to jail in part because of my decision to help Mr. Trump hide that payment from the American people before they voted a few days later. As Exhibit 5A to my testimony shows, I am providing a copy of a $35,000 check that President Trump personally signed from his personal bank account on August 1st of 2017, when he was President of the United States, pursuant to the cover-up, which was the basis of my guilty plea to reimburse me, the word used by Mr. Trump's TV lawyer for the illegal hush money I paid on his behalf. This $35,000 check was one of 11 check installments that was paid throughout the year while he was president. Other checks to reimburse me for the hush money payments were signed by Donald Trump Jr. and Alan Weisselberg. And see for exa that example 5B. The President of the United States thus wrote a personal check for the payment of hush money as part of a criminal scheme to violate campaign finance laws. And you can find the details of that scheme directed by Mr. Trump in the pleadings in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. So picture this scene. In February of 2017, one month into his presidency, I'm visiting President Trump in the Oval Office for the first time, and it's truly awe-inspiring. He's showing me all around and pointing to different paintings, and he says to me something to the effect of, don't worry, Michael, your January and February reimbursement checks are coming. They were FedExed from New York, and it takes a while for that to get through the White House system. As he promised, I received the first check for the reimbursement of $70,000 not long thereafter. When I say con man, I'm talking about a man who declares himself brilliant, but directed me to threaten his high school, his colleges, and the college board to never release his grades or SAT scores. As I mentioned, I'm giving the committee today copies of a letter I sent at Mr. Trump's direction threatening these schools with civil and criminal actions if Mr. Trump's grades or SAT scores were ever disclosed without his permission. And these are under Exhibit C, uh, 6. The irony wasn't lost on me at the time that Mr. Trump in 2011 had strongly criticized President Obama for not releasing his grades. As you can see in Exhibit 7, Mr. Trump declared, let him show his records after calling President Obama a terrible student. The sad fact is that I never heard Mr. Trump say anything in private that led me to believe he loved our nation or wanted to make it better. In fact, he did the opposite when telling me in 2008 or 2009 that he was cutting employees' salaries in half, including mine. He showed me what he claimed was a $10 million IRS tax refund, and he said that he could not believe 
how stupid the government was for giving someone like him that much money back during the campaign. Mr. Trump said that he did not consider Vietnam veteran and prisoner of war, Senator John McCain, to be a hero because he likes people who weren't captured. At the same time, Mr. Trump tasked me to handle the negative press surrounding his medical deferment from the Vietnam draft. Mr. Trump claimed it was because of a bone spur, but when I asked for medical records, he gave me none and said that there was no surgery. He told me not to answer the specific questions by reporters, but rather offer simply the fact that he received a medical deferment. He finished the conversation with the following comment. You think I'm stupid? I'm not going to Vietnam. And I find it ironic, Mr. President, that you are in Vietnam right now. And yet, I continue to work for him. The questions have been raised about whether I know of direct evidence that Mr. Trump or his campaign colluded with Russia. I do not. And I want to be clear, but I have my suspicions. Sometime in the summer of 2017, I read all over the media that there had been a meeting in Trump Tower in June of 2016 involving Don Jr. and others from the campaign with Russians, including a representative of the Russian government, and an email setting up the meeting with the subject line, Dirt on Hillary Clinton. And something clicked in my mind. I remember being in a room with Mr. Trump, probably in early June of 2016, when something peculiar happened. Don Trump Jr. came into the room and walked behind his father's desk, which in and of itself was unusual. People didn't just walk behind Mr. Trump's desk to talk to him. And I recall Don Jr. leaning over to his father and speaking in a low voice, which I could clearly hear, and saying, the meeting is all set. And I remember Mr. Trump saying, okay, good, let me know. What struck me as I looked back and thought about the exchange between Don Jr. and his father was first, that Mr. Trump had frequently told me and others that his son Don Jr had the worst judgment of anyone in the world. And also that Don Jr. would never set up any meeting of significance alone, and certainly not without checking with his father. I also knew that nothing went on in Trump world, especially the campaign, without Mr. Trump's knowledge and approval. So I concluded that Don Jr. was referring to that June 2016 Trump Tower meeting about dirt on Hillary with the Russian representatives when he walked behind his dad's desk that day, and that Mr. Trump knew that was the meeting Don Jr. was talking about when he said, that's good, let me know. Over the past year or so, I have done some real soul searching, and I see now that my ambition and the intoxication of Trump power 
had much to do with the bad decisions in part that I made. And to you, Chairman Cummings and Ranking Member Jordan, and the other members of this committee, the members of the House and Senate, I am sorry for my lies and for lying to Congress. And to our nation, I am sorry for actively working to hide from you the truth about Mr. Trump when you needed it most. For those who question my motives for being here today, I understand. I have lied, but I am not a liar. And I have done bad things, but I am not a bad man. I have fixed things, but I am no longer your fixer, Mr. Trump. And I am going to prison and have shattered the safety and security that I tried so hard to provide for my family. My testimony certainly does not diminish the pain that I have caused my family and my friends. Nothing can do that. And I have never asked for, nor would I accept, a pardon from President Trump. And by coming today, I have caused my family to be the target of personal, scurrilous attacks by the President and his lawyer, trying to intimidate me from appearing before this panel. Mr. Trump called me a rat for choosing to tell the truth, much like a mobster would do when one of his men decides to cooperate with the government. And as Exhibit 8 shows, I have provided the committee with copies of tweets that Mr. Trump posted, attacking me and my family. And only someone burying his head in the sand would not recognize them for what they are. It's encouragement to someone to do harm to me and my family. I never imagined that he would engage in vicious, false attacks on my family and unleash his TV lawyer to do the same. And I hope this committee and all members of Congress on both sides of the aisle make it clear that as a nation, we should not tolerate attempts to intimidate witnesses before Congress and attacks on family are out of bounds and not acceptable. And I wish to especially thank Speaker Pelosi for her statements, and it's Exhibit 9, to protect this institution and me and the Chairman of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, Adam Schiff, and you, Chairman Cummings, for likewise defending the institution and my family against the attacks by Mr. Trump, and also the many Republicans who have admonished the President as well. I am not a perfect man. I have done things I am not proud of, and I will live with the consequences of my actions for the rest of my life. But today, I get to decide the example that I set for my children and how I attempt to change how history will remember me. I may not be able to change the past, but I can do right by the American people here today. And I thank you for your attention. And I'm happy to answer uh, the committee's questions. Thank you very much, Mr. Corn.
And uh, there you have it, the full uh, opening statement of uh, Michael Cohen there, 27 February 2019. We all know that that moment uh, in our nation's history will um, we'll be talking about for some time to come. It is literally top of hour two, straight up. Uh, we'll take a quick break, uh, reset. I'll bring uh, Alpha back up, and uh, I want to hear from you. What What are your thoughts on what you heard from Mr. Michael Cohen? Real Raw Right Now Talk Media, I declare it. You're listening to the I Declare Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media, I declare it. Check out IDeclareMedia.com, and always remember, no matter what, know your value. No matter what, know you matter. You're listening to the I Declare Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media, I declare it. India Declare, real, raw, and right now. Indeed, it is at top of hour two here at uh, I Declare Media, the I Declare Show. Uh, we are talking uh, this evening about uh, what can only be described as uh, Michael Cohen Week um, in in Washington D.C. and of course the ripple effect across America. I found it very interesting towards the closing remarks of Mr. Cohen that he apologized not only to the uh, committee uh, who he appeared before uh, and lied to. Uh, but he apologized to the American people uh, for, uh, 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 I'm paraphrasing, uh, uh, for not telling us uh, all of this um, uh, before, um, you know, uh, before the election and uh, all of that. Uh, sounds like uh, Mr. Cohen has really had a literal come to Jesus um, uh, moment here. Um, and, um, of course, the day before the public testimony, uh, uh, he uh, appeared before, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, I think it was an oversight in a, in a private uh, committee hearing. And then, then there was the public uh, oversight committee hearing. And then the next day, he appeared before the intelligence committee. We found out uh, yesterday that he will be back, I believe, on the 6th of March. Uh, um, and, and, and converse again uh, there. Uh, so um, uh, a lot uh, going on, and um, uh, there we ha- uh, have it, uh, Mr. Michael Cohen, one of his closest um, former uh, allies, uh, just uh, bringing the house down uh, with the truth. And, of course, this man, as he, as he himself said, has you know, pretty much been stripped of everything, and it just seemed like he got caught up in this... Uh, uh, like what I uh, kind of always refer to as like the gold-plated uh, illusion, um, and uh, you know, um, at 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 the root at the root of this uh, at this of this uh, Michael Cohen stuff, um, and, and and this is something uh, uh, like like that my grandmother uh, taught us, and and then of course I had to learn the hard way when I was young, but uh, being uh, impressed. Um, being impressed, <laughs> um, how, how, how many, how many people have gone down the tubes of personal destruction, uh, uh, at the, at the, at the root uh, of being impressed? 
uh, 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 being impressed with 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 all of the uh, uh, you know supposed uh, uh, luxuries and accoutrements uh, and all of that. It it it, it uh, for me, um, I, I I see that uh, uh, as the mustard seed uh, of Mr. Cohen's uh, uh, whirlpool of. Uh, uh, destructive uh, whiplash, being being impressed uh, with the with the with the gold plating and the and the and the uh, skyscrapers and the and the obnoxious gilding and the uh, uh, and the gold elevators and the gold escalators and the, I mean it's just so gaudy and obnoxious and 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 just tacky and 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 being impressed with all of that um that's what that's what i see at the root um of that uh, uh you know and, and 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 as he said you know he 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 met him and thought he was bigger than life and all that you know and it's just i don't know it's like it's biblical it's shakespearean i i just i cannot wait for the movies uh, uh plural and the uh, book uh plural uh, 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 being impressed, and then uh, what else uh, did I want to say? Uh, I wanted to say something else, and I forgot. Uh, being impressed, and then oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, how you get the money is more important than the money itself. India declare real, raw, and right now. the money. And don't we love stacks of the paper, even though I prefer bullion. (laughs) Four, nine, fine, baby. Uh, How one gets the money is more important than the money itself. Let me bring uh, Alpho uh, back up. Uh, Alpho, um, okay, so we heard the opening statement in full. I don't know if we learned anything new. Maybe we did, um, uh, you know, the checks and, the, you know, and all that. But, 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 but it certainly is a, a documented uh, um, uh, evidence uh, of, 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 it seems like it's just a, it's just, it, it seems like Mr. Cohen just, went to a big iceberg that we all know is melting and scratched it uh, because this just looks like the very beginning of what could be a very long and winding tentacled constellation uh, of corruption and criminality. Uh, Your thoughts? Well, first of all, first things first, India, no empathy, no sympathy. He is non grata. He is just as evil as Donald Trump himself. He sat there with him for 10 years. The mere fact that at this point, he's doing what everybody would do. He flipped, and he's Mm -hmm. trying to, uh, how do you call it, Uh, collateral damage, because he is damaged beyond. And Mm -hmm. this is a classic, a classic of 
they'll throw you under the bus like you were some type of, what's the name of that religion? Uh, Christian science, is that the name of it? Uh, uh, I think so. Mm -hmm. Christian science, they Uh don't care. They don't care about the individual. They are out to protect their brand. And Michael Cohen was a great guy. They broke into his place, and uh, it's just sad. <laughs> sad. Right. Until, right. Until he started singing. Once he started singing, he was a rat. He was this. He was that. I have no no sympathy for him whatsoever. The only thing I, he's got going for him with me is that he's willing to run his mouth and tell the truth. He's willing to basically dime them out. As a corrupt uh, organization, the the RICO Act that uh, New Year the the uh, Southern District of New York mm-hmm. will hit the Trump campaign. With, I don't even look upon the criminality of his conspiracy against America, right? His obstruction of justice, right? Right. Right, that has almost that is almost right. I mean, like that's like that's like the sidecar um, at this point. Um, uh, uh, that uh, FDNY um, uh, and 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 uh, and the RICO stuff. Uh, that seems to be what will um, uh, put this tree trunk through the through the through the through the. Uh, 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 whatever they call those things that pulverizes uh, the tree trunk into sawdust. That seems to be uh, where this is headed. And 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 I mean, he'll almost, you know, uh, y- you know, uh, the Mueller thing just seems to be like in the back seat. Well, it's just a, just a classic. All of the information he just dumped on the Republicans. Not just Donald Trump. This is the entire Republican Party that the right. Democrats are allowing this fruit to hit the ground and rot. You know how they say Democrats want socialism, or they were saying the Democrats they don't want border security, therefore, therefore allowing illegal immigrants in. Why aren't the Democrats saying the Republicans aren't for the Constitution? The Republicans aren't for the rule of law. The Republicans aren't for equal and fair government. The Republicans are against our intelligence community. Republicans are against due process. Republicans are against voting rights. This is malfeasance at its finest. And everything and everything that you said, there is there is video evidence to back it up. I mean, it's not like you're just you know, it's not like that's opinion. I mean, we have Republicans just you know reaming the uh, FBI and 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 I mean, just saying all kind of ridiculous, crazy crackpot stuff on television. And and uh, uh, it is it is it is it is uh, baffling um, uh, uh, that they're not using this more. I mean, if you can't win on this, <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell you can win on. 
how about this? Uh, the Republicans are riding with the despot Putin. They are for the bone saw, the MBS. Right. Uh, is that the name of it? Uh, yes, and literally, MBS and literally, no accountability. Um, uh, no, no, no justice for uh, the Washington Post uh, journalist, uh, Mr. Khashoggi. Uh, uh, and his and his family just like oh well I mean I I I mean this is this is literally unless unless the democrat the democratic strategy is that the American people can see what's going on the American people are not you stupid you the do American, not leave it by chance right, exactly. you don't leave something like this. exactly they, exactly they are framing you you must frame them as to who they are. They are framing you with lies. You have the truth on your side, and the truth must be spoken more than once. That's yeah. the bottom line there. Okay. Uh, Trump uh, came out and defended, and defended uh, the Korean head. Oh. Yeah. He's defended the Saudi head. He's defended the Russian head. He's defending all of the despots. Around the world, yeah, yeah. And, at, and at the same time, yeah, and at the same time, he 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 referred to uh, Angela Merkel as being controlled by Russia. He referred to Prime Minister Trudeau as 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 weak and dishonest. Uh, 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 he he uh, referred to uh, 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 Theresa May as 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 being wrecked. Um, uh, uh, Macron as you know, low approval. I mean, it's like. You know, like our allies can get no respect, uh, but yet the um, uh, the tyrants of the world um, sis boom ba ra ra ra. Well, that should be the that should be the framing of the narrative. You know, you had and a pushback. You need a a hard pushback on the media talking heads who will ask. You can't just be against Trump. What are Democrats for? And you ask them, how stupid are you to ask that question? We've been for Social Security. We've been for uh, a livable wage. We've been for voting rights. We've been for Medicare for all. We've been for everything. We've been for everything that they exactly. are not for. Exactly. Worker protections. Um, 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 uh, we want the Dream Act uh, solidified, uh, 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 the expansion of Social Security, um, and and lifting the cap uh, on the limit so that uh, uh, so that those of prominence uh, uh, can pay their fair share. Uh, personally, uh, I want that Wall Street transaction tax uh, implemented like uh, uh, ten years ago. Uh, 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 paid leave. Uh, 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 the 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 uh, asphyxiation, the economic asphyxiation that 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 the biggest banks uh, have on uh, everyday Americans uh, 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 that clearly needs to be um, uh, addressed and and um, uh, and dealt with. Uh, uh, obviously, the criminal uh, justice system uh, uh, needs to be reformed from the floor up. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. What Democrats are for is, is, is um, I mean, it's like really like we have to. I mean, 
look, uh, my thing uh, is, is, and I'm going to try so hard not to curse, but the uh, low information voters, uh, <laughs> for lack of the term that I really want to use, the low information voters uh, who who all of that that we just stipulated applies to, and yet they still support this madness. Well, that's the whole thing. The only You see, they are invested in keeping their base angry, keeping their base narcissistically racist. And Democrats are in the business of not, not doing a damn thing about their base. The mere fact that this man is destroying the foundations that they've worked so hard to create, all of the things that liberals, they've turned that word into poison. They use it as a pejorative. Mm-hmm. And it's about time to turn that around. They use race card as a pejorative. They use Oh, you're a racist. I'm not a racist. How does that? How does that? How is that allowed to be played? Especially and when you're on video. When you're on video uh, 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 in full birther mode uh, uh, before your crackpot constituency. And they're cheering them on. They're cheering them on. And is it me or? And I haven't seen, but maybe one shot of the CPAC uh, convention. Are are there a lot of empty seats out there? No, I can't. I, 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 after, after I saw what, um, what uh, Van Jones said, I just really could not, I just really could not tolerate too much more of that. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, to answer your question, um, uh, one can only hope that 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 there is uh, a, a many a seat uh, uh, lacking a a big lumpy rear end uh, in it. And look at and look at how weak the pushback is on the Green New Deal. They're going to take your hamburgers. They're going to take your cars. They're going to what kind of second grade BS is that? Well, and and that oh my God, you uh, the, ding ding ding! I I packed my bell. I don't have it. Um, uh, you 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 hit the nail uh, on the head. Uh, second grade. Uh, they 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 um, uh, 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 they communicate as though one is speaking to um, um, mindset challenged uh, second graders. Uh, that 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 their constituency would be uh, the second graders uh, in the back of the class uh, eating paste. Uh, 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 that appears to be um, uh, 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 how they have uh, couched and in their minds uh, how they are communicating uh, with their constituency. Because uh, you 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 almost have to be um, uh, a very scant intelligence. Uh, to continue to follow um, this ilk, and I am editing myself as I'm speaking to you live. <laughs> well, yeah. put it like this. There, has to, there has to be a certain amount, a certain amount of 
viciousness to your dissemination of who they are. This is who they are. If they have their way, the planet, our country will be, you won't be able to survive the climate because they're still denying. They're still undermining any move to address climate change. When everybody's living underground, off the grid, because uh, weather catastrophes have gotten so mm-hmm. severe, will we be looking to kill off all of those who denied climate because they deserve to die? You know, this is this is. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was I was watching the Weather uh, Channel today, and and they uh, had a featured segment of farmers, uh, southern farmers who are really having a tough time. I, I believe they were speaking of that particular uh, of the the part of it uh, that I caught. Um, where they were speaking of their blueberry crop, and they were saying that man, like. Um, uh, you're going to see uh, in the near future a tremendous amount of um, uh, 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 agriculture of bankruptcies because the weather has just been so severe that uh, in their particular case, you know, they're blueberries and they had the crop in their hands and it clearly was not at the state that it's supposed to be in at this time of year. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Now, wait, now, wait, now, wait, now. Now, and, and, and of course, they did not ascribe their political affiliation during that segment. But one can uh, read between the lines and see that the, they were Southern farmers and, and they were white uh, gentlemen. And, you know, uh, uh, one can see that they were, you know, would be very much in support uh, of the of the GOP, yet that party just literally has their head buried in the uh, buried in the sand. Um, uh, what's left of it uh, in regards to climate science and the extremity of weather and so forth. So it was just a real irony that these cats were on on TV talking about the severity of weather on their agricultural um, uh, uh, way of life. Uh, and yet, uh, uh, one, and I'm making an assumption, and I know I could be totally wrong, uh, uh, but the whole uh, older white male Southern thing, uh, 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 that constituency does seem to be uh, uh, tremendously locked in to uh, one side of the uh, aisle. And India, look at the tax returns down 8.4%. Look at the farmers of soybeans and chickpeas that are going out of business. They will never get that back. China is getting their soybeans and chickpeas from Russia, from... Oh, yeah, he just gave that away. And now he's looking to give $12 billion in socialism to these farmers because of his stupidity. And uh-huh. where are the Democrats screaming socialism? Where are the Democrats screaming, why aren't you giving this money to the first responders fund for their care rather than giving it to these farmers who need it, but they only need it because of you, Mr. Smartass President. 
Right, you know, like it's 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 one thing to you know uh, 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 spout your crackpot talking points uh, from a right wing talk radio booth um, uh, Monday through Friday and get paid damn well to do it, uh, but it's another thing to apply uh, those talking points to the reality of governance and policy, and that seems to be the intersection where this is blown up. Um, um, uh, uh, when one uh, 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 well-paid uh, uh, ilk of, of right-wing talk radio cats uh, get on the air and espouse their 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 cartoonish talking points, um, uh, uh, and then one takes takes those cartoonish talking points and and literally implements policy from from those right-wing talk radio talking points. Uh, there, there there does seem to be an uh, in intersectionality of that and that seems to be uh, uh, where uh, where we are. I wanted to share uh, with our audience, uh, this is coming from uh, Ways and Means and, and, and I want to uh, give you guys that yeah, uh, uh, wait a minute, where is it? Uh, ways and Means waysandmeans.house.gov uh, but uh, take a listen to this. This is in regards to the GOP tax scam and how so many millions of Americans are not getting the uh, refunds that they anticipated. Take a listen. It's going to be a tremendous thing for the American people. Massive tax cut. The tax code, more simple, fair, and easy to understand. This tax season might be remembered for one thing, many unhappy returns. The growing anger over a shrinking tax refund. Refunds are smaller this year, down 8%. It appears the biggest reason, changes in deductions under President Trump's new tax law. Many Americans won't be getting the refunds they expect. Not thrilled about it. Probably have to pay the federal taxes more this year than ever before. Thousands are using hashtags tax scam and never owed before. 30 million Americans are expected to owe money this year. Most Americans put their refund into savings or pay off bills, but this year there may be less money for either one. Uh, there you have it at Ways and Means Committee on Twitter at Ways and Means Committee uh, C M T E uh, for our committee uh, on Twitter and 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 by the way since we are going to be uh, enveloped in in so much um, uh, 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 but accountability uh, in regards to the constellation of uh, corruption and of criminality uh, let us just get these websites um, uh, on the record intelligence.house.gov intelligence.house.gov uh, let's see judiciary.house.gov of course intelligence led by representative uh, adam schiff um, uh, judiciary the judiciary committee led by representative uh, jerry nadler uh, at Ways and Means, waysandmeans.house.gov. Uh, Ways and Means is uh, chaired by uh, Representative uh, Richard Neal. Uh, let's see, of course, Oversight, chaired by uh, Elijah Cummings. Financial Services, uh, chaired by uh, Representative uh, Maxine Waters. Cannot wait uh, for uh, the, the accountability coming from uh, these uh, 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 very powerful um, uh, uh, legislative uh, committees, and uh, finally, the American people will begin to get uh, some sort of some sort of um, um, uh, accountability. And and you know what? We should we should be look. We should be so sick of all of this. This is so gross and and um, uh, uh, maniacal. Uh, we should say enough, Trusha. 
just just trash her. Just d- be done. Done. Uh, with the historic and explosive Michael Cohen testimony before the House Oversight Committee, will America say enough Trusha? Enough. Enough Trump. Will Americans vote better? Will Americans vote smarter? Come on now. Uh, just as uh, Representative Cummings said, we are better than this. America, say enough. Vote out Trusha. Vote out Trump. Real raw right now. You know, I declare it. I mean, come on, it's like this whole Trusha thing. I mean, what is this where he says he's he 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 and he and Kim fell in love and I mean who talks like that? What what is this? This is this is I mean look, this is this is so weird and so gross. It's just gross. Nobody wants to deal with it, but we have to. You have to remain vigilant because this is what they are about, and power is what they seek constantly. Like right. I've always said, they don't go home. They never go home. If they lose, they go and re- appeal. If they don't lose, they are they they find more ways to be effective in undermining democracy. Period. And because Democrats refuse to set the table, they will always win this game. Why isn't it time to call him? Forget Trusha. How about treasonous Trump? Period. He likes nicknames. Let's give him a treasonous Trump nickname. Because that's what he is. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. He's a grifter. And well, I mean that, that. Yeah, I mean that 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 is where we are. I think I think that is, you know, I think this is like so deep for people to wrap their head around. It's like because because you're right. You know, like treasonous Trump. You know, um, uh, that should be hashtagged and bumper stickered and t-shirted like all all over the place. Maybe it will be, but we haven't seen that type of verbiage, uh, uh, language, or, or uh, you know, a uh, product, um, and that kind of is what we're looking at. I mean, I mean, the guy was in, I, you know, I cannot get over the Helsinki, you know, the, uh, like the Helsinki, just standing right next to Putin. And if you if you go back and listen to that, I might even have it uh, on my switchboard somewhere. But you know, like his tone was very different and. You know, like, uh, uh, I didn't think it would be, you know, it was just, oh, it was just, it was just so weird. It was just bizarre. It's like, oh, my God, what is this? One thing you have to recognize is Trump's technique. He doesn't allow reporters to get their full question out. He always steps on their question, and then he flips it and answers it any way he wants to. And that's a technique. And when he starts talking, notice how he says the same thing over and over again. He simply repeats. Yeah, he he does does. a lot of repeating. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he does a lot of repeating. You know, um, 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 uh, this this was, uh, uh, when was this? I have this. 
13 October 2017. Uh, uh, listen, listen to this. Now, you just don't hear this too often. Uh, I have the longer version, but for time's sake, I'll play the shorter version. This is uh, uh, a a, a four-star General Barry McCaffrey, uh, a a highly decorated, uh, supremely credentialed, and and been in the game a long time. And take a listen to what what he's saying. He's speaking to uh, Mr. Brian Williams of MSNBC's uh, 11th Hour. Uh, Listen to this. Okay, that's not it. Okay, well then I'll play the longer version. I don't know what that was. Hold on. Uh, 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 Take a listen to this. Today, retired four-star U.S. Army General Barry McCaffrey, a decorated combat veteran of Vietnam, a former battlefield commander in the Persian Gulf, wrote this on Twitter, quote, Reluctantly, I have concluded that President Trump is a serious threat to U.S. national security. He is refusing to protect vital U.S. interests from active Russian attacks. It is apparent that he is, for some unknown reason, under the sway of Mr. Putin. This deserves a word here about Barry McCaffrey. At his retirement, as we said, he was the youngest and most heavily decorated four-star general in the history of the U.S. Army. Four combat tours, a bronze star, three purple hearts, multiple combat wounds, two silver stars, two distinguished service crosses, graduate of Phillips Academy and West Point. He's the former commander-in-chief of Southern Command. He's the former U.S. drug czar. Just this week, Great Britain expelled 23 Russian diplomats over that nerve agent attack on British soil, prompting the UK's closest allies to formally condemn the Kremlin. The White House announced it would finally impose sanctions on Russia, at the same time making the startling admission that Russian cyber attacks threatened American nuclear power plants. And we learned that Robert Mueller has subpoenaed documents from the Trump Organization. The president has said little about any of these developments, as he heads into the weekend, as we mentioned, with no public events scheduled. With us again tonight, Tulu Erlerunipa, White House correspondent for Bloomberg. Jeremy Bash has agreed to stick around for just a bit. And joining our conversation, Pulitzer Prize-winning presidential historian and author John Meacham. Uh, Tulu, let's start with you, the viewpoint of the White House. It was said on this broadcast and elsewhere, the U.S. was nudged into kind of appropriate behavior, behaving behaving as we used to uh, long ago, two years ago, uh, where it concerned Russia. Yeah, if you look at all of the various things that both uh, President Putin and the government of Russia have done attacking the U.S., meddling in our elections, uh, meddling in our uh, infrastructure, in our power plants, in our electrical grid, uh, and also attacking uh, allegedly one of our closest allies with the uh, nerve agent attack in in Britain. And we have not heard very much from the president in terms of a response. We finally did see some sanctions this week, but even those sanctions were seen as sort of just a uh, a very minor uh, response given all 
all of the various things that Russia has done. And uh, both sides of the aisle, both Republicans and Democrats, are calling for the president and for the administration to do more uh, to really step up to Russia. We, this is a president who uh, is willing to talk tough against our enemies and uh, talk tough against our, our, some of our allies. But when it comes to Putin, there seems to be this blind spot where he does not want to say anything negative about the president of Russia or about uh, the government of Russia saying that he wants to get along with them, saying that uh, he thinks that he can make deals with Russia. But it's clear that uh, whatever tactics he's using to try to uh, get Russia to act in the best interests of the United States have not worked so far, and it's clear that it's uh, starting to wear the patience thin, uh, both Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill. Salou, thank you. And Jeremy, over to you. Uh, given your time spent in the structure of the U.S. defense community, if you don't know Barry McCaffrey, McCaffrey personally, talk about him reputationally and what would have led a man with uh, as many decorations on his chest, uh, as many administrations as he has worked for, to say what he did. And on this program, Brian, I disagree with him on some analytical points, but one has to respect, one has to admire, one has to honor his dedication to country, his patriotism, and his spot-on analysis of what's threatening American national security and his deep concern that the Russian Federation has unexplained leverage over the President of the United States, and that is compromising the President's ability to defend our country against Russian attacks and to stand side by side with a critical ally when Russia attacks that, attacks that ally. We have to pay heed to General McCaffrey's warning tonight. Uh, John Meacham, uh, in earlier times, like 9 p.m. Eastern Time, you and I had basically the back half of the broadcast tonight to have a thoughtful conversation about what it is we've just witnessed. We'll have to put that off till 2019, but for now, what have we just witnessed today uh, in this administration and how it differs from any known norms? Well, it does differ from any known norm. And on General McCaffrey's point, I'm reminded of something that is saying I was associated with Jim Baker, the former Secretary of State, who said if it quacks like a duck and walks like a duck and swims like a duck, you know, it might just be a duck. And so at a certain point, common sense kicks in about, uh, about the president and, and the relationship with Putin. The one thing that I think links all of these uh, stories, Russia, uh, Director McCabe, uh, the, uh, the Stormy Daniels uh, business, is what the Greeks taught us a long time ago. Character is destiny. And as Michelle Obama said uh, really brilliantly in 2016, the presidency doesn't change who you are, it reveals who you are. And the one thing that links all of these stories is that we have a president who is entirely running things on what is best for him, and what he thinks will get him through a particular moment. He has raised brazenness to a governing philosophy, and that's the world we're living in. Uh, am I right to say that if not a Friday night massacre, what we've seen with Mr. McCabe is most certainly, at minimum, a Friday night takedown? Absolutely. And, and it, it, it's going to raise a huge number of concerns about rule of law. This is why presidents don't get into these things, or not supposed to get into these things. You know, the Justice Department is, is like all institutions, it's a human institution, it's got its failings. But, you know, it really began its modern life as an arm of the federal government to fight the Ku Klux Klan during Reconstruction. It's an institution that was created to enforce law and to try to stay as removed from politics as possible. 
and what the president's done, again, because to him this is all uh, paintball, uh, it's all media paintball, then he's just decided that this is a, a useful target for him today. And I must say, I, I, it will stun me. And you know, whenever you make predictions at this point, we always have to remember that Donald Trump is president, so what the hell do any of us know? But it, it will really surprise me if some evening we are not sitting here talking about some strike against Bob Mueller. Um, and in 30 seconds of brilliance, Steve Schmidt's favorite word is rigor. And he keeps saying, as a lover of words, I know you're going to concur at some point, he keeps saying that the lack of rigor in public life right now from this administration is appalling to him. Well, it, it's, it's Mad Max. I mean, we're just, it, it, it's, it's not real except it is. Uh, another way of putting it is, Washington seemed to be acting like a reality show. It didn't seem to be taking the concerns of the people as seriously as it should. And so the right number of voters in the right number of states in the electoral college system sent a reality TV star there. But be careful what you wish for. Uh, if anyone who was paying attention during 2016 should not be surprised about what's happening right now. That doesn't mean it's acceptable. It means we have to stay as united as possible and try to insist on those norms against all odds. Mm. And uh, our thanks to uh, MSNBC's uh, Brian Williams um, and all of his uh, journalistic and um, uh, historian guests there. Uh, uh, that tweet of, 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 of Barry McCaffrey, General Barry McCaffrey, um, uh, was astonishing. And by the way, the date of that was 17 March 2018, by the way. Um, uh, Alpha, we've got a phone call. Let's go to 111. And thank you, 111, yes. for holding and declaring your real world right now. Thank you very much, I declare. And thank Hi, Mike. You, How are you? As well. Fine, thank hey, you. And uh, yes, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump had very bad work. Michael Cohen testified, as uh, you already uh, we know about that, and you covered uh, in, uh, uh, extensively. And also, when uh, he was in North, uh, he was in Hanoi, uh, and uh, talking with. Uh, Kim Jong Un. Mm-hmm. I mean, first day, first day, first day was pretty good. And as you said, that he said that I'm falling in love with this man. And then suddenly, mm-hmm. second day, the lunch is ready, but nobody is on the table. And then he came back to the United States right away. So I think. Uh, you know, so many events are happening, uh, so he had to be home. And for some reason, you know, he has a bipolar disease, as we know. He keep uh, getting, I mean, uh, he's good with North Korea. And since he is back, he, he said he's an evil man, Kim Jong. And, mm-hmm. and so, again, he's uh, putting all the garbage uh, out again. So, I mean, if if he was evil man, then what did you met him? That's the number one question everybody should ask him. And uh, then Jared Kushner's security clearance story is also shocking too, because he he ordered uh, to uh, you know for his son-in-law. 
Jared Kushner, top mm-hmm. security clearance, and Kelly was disagreed with the decision, but Kelly uh, put it through. And uh, so right, but, but, there but was... he, he, he made a memorandum, he made like a note um, uh, 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 General Kelly yes. then uh, uh, White House Chief of Staff, he, he did make a note apparently uh, that, that, that it, you know, kind of like, hey, don't if this if this falls apart, don't blame me, you know, uh, uh, that kind of yes, thing, yes. Uh, 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 indeed. But uh, yes, that the, and that is being um, uh, looked at and scrutinized uh, by our uh, Democratic led uh, House of Representatives uh, as well. Yeah, that's true, indeed. And uh, so he had a very, uh, so bad week. Uh, and uh, when he came back and they appeared, uh, journalists asked her about mm-hmm. Otto von Blair, Paris blast his comment on the camp. Also, just uh, before leaving uh, the North Korea summit in Vietnam, Trump was uh, asked about North Korea's 18 months imprisonment of the von Blair, uh, uh, a college student who died shortly after being returned to the United States. And right. he said, well, Kim Jong, yeah. So, so I, you know, he is, uh, nobody knows his mindset. I mean, right mm-hmm. now, India with Pakistan is in the brink of the Third World War right now. I mean, mm-hmm. what he has done for, 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 for it. Do you know if just one nuclear exchange between uh, Pakistan and India, uh, what it will cost within three days? It will reach right. to Eastern United States within uh, uh, five days. Will reach to 48 states of America. So, I mean, while uh, Americans think size, ah, okay, it's nothing will happen, blah blah blah. But I mean, food preprints must be on the top agenda of the Americans right now. And, right, uh, absolutely. The mask. Yes, um, um, I wanted to, uh, in regards to your uh, comments regarding uh, Otto uh, Wambier, uh, his parents um, uh, put out uh, an official statement uh, for the public, and I wanted to share it uh, with our audience. Of course, uh, Otto uh, Wambier uh, uh, visited uh, North Korea, uh, traveling there with a group. Um, uh, 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 they found something uh, that he uh, had done to be criminal, uh, and we all know uh, the outcome there. And 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 as as, as Mike was saying, uh, he was released to the United States um, uh, uh, only to have died like within hours. I want to say like 48 to 72 hours uh, after being released. Uh, this 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 handsome, uh, vital uh, young man. Um, um, uh, passed away, but his parents released a statement today, uh, and I and I wanted to read that quoting. We have been respectful during this summit process. Now we must speak out. Kim and his evil regime are responsible for the death of our son Otto. Kim and his evil yes. regime are responsible for unimaginable cruelty and humanity. No excuses or lavish praise can change. A uh, quote, close quote, Fred and Cindy uh, Wambier. And, you know, yes. um, uh, when I saw that this morning, my heart just, uh, you know, just ached uh, for them because um, uh, I, my mind went to the, uh, you know, like the rhetoric that we hear uh, the president 
uh, you know, referring to, you know, uh, uh, Kim Jong-un has sent me beautiful letters and we fell in love and, you know, all this kind of right. weird uh, jargon. And it's, it's, um, I, 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 it just I don't, doesn't go together. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. it just simply does not, uh, does not comport with everything that our, our nation's intelligence agencies have uh, released to the public in regards to this North Korean regime and stuff like that. So this is this is not Disneyland, and uh, uh, and we should not uh, in any way try to make it contextually as it is. And when I saw Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Warmbier's uh, remarks this morning, uh, um, my heart just ached for them because they must, I mean, they must see this and go. Uh, I mean, I, I can't even wrap my head around the, the loss of their beautiful son, and then to have this kind of rhetoric around all of this is, is just extremely distressing. Uh, yes, uh, indeed. And uh, Donald Trump, uh, his economic that is they keep saying is so beautiful, so people are working. I mean, uh, lab. Uh, 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 GE, uh, GE bought a lab uh, company, and uh, so they're right now in a strike because they want better pay and uh, they don't want to lose everything uh, with the right. GE because GE is not going to give them. So then here, then Gap, JC Penny, Victoria's Secret, Foot Locker, 465 four, store closure in 48 hours. So congratulations to Donald Trump, economic. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do some work on the, on uh, the retail sector. I, I didn't. Uh, I did see uh, the gap. I, I, I didn't know Victoria's yeah, Secret did. was on that list. Uh, and I did see sure. JC. Wait a minute, is it JC Penny? Is it JC Penny? Um, yes. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of retailers are closing. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. there is a the next consolidation going on. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I guess a lot of people are going to buy free every, everything 80% off, whatever. Right. And, that, and, that, and that directly, those jobs directly impact everyday Americans, uh, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Um, um, yes. um, um, uh, you know, basic wage earners. Uh, 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 these are not people of means and that sort of thing. So to so to lose all of those retailers like that, uh, and to have our retail sector hit so hard, and to not have an alternative for employment is one thing. To lose your job if you have an alternative to get training and bounce over here. It's another thing to just lose it with with no plan B. Uh, th- 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 there's no alternative, to, you know, to come in of, of, of like yes. wind energy or solar energy or, you know, there's no alternative to, to come in so you can establish, um, uh, if not the same, maybe even a better livelihood uh, than retail. And, and so it's, it's one thing to have an alternative, a plan B, uh, a manufacturing sector or a growth sector that 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 where the where the country supports the everyday American um, uh, a training for the careers that are um, uh, uh, prosperous right now. 
But this country doesn't do that. They just consolidate, close them up, and uh, tell you, I'll uh, see you later. It's like a Sears. A Sears also closed a lot of them. Kmart right. closed mm-hmm. a lot of their uh, uh, office, uh, I mean, uh, retailers. Uh, and so this is called the retail ap- uh, apocalypse. Yes. In United States yes. of America. Yeah, absolutely. So, 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 so I would like to ask Donald Trump supporters, they got the, all the credit, all the tax uh, uh, rebate, and now they're closing all their uh, stores and all the employees uh, who are going to be out of jobs. What, as you mentioned, what's going to happen? Uh, it's 26 weeks of unemployment is not enough. What? They get 210 uh, or fifty dollars at the most. I mean, a week. I mean, thousand dollars. Right. How it can is, you uh, live on the thousand dollars? Right. And the domino factors connected to that. Uh, the person's, you know, childcare and being able to facilitate their child's education and you know, being being able to pay the rent and the car note. I saw something today. I believe it was on a USA Today where like the average car note is like over $500. You know, I have like a real old car, but like the average car note is over $500 uh, uh, just for a basic type car. And, and, and the financing is being extended. Uh, uh, it's a very long extension, uh, you know, of financing uh, agreements. And, uh, uh, so, you know, so cars are, are, are more expensive uh, uh, yet uh, uh, the employment sector, I'm talking for the everyday American, uh, uh, that employment sector is, is, is shrinking and it's getting harder and harder to make a living. Um, and, uh, and it doesn't, exactly. it doesn't look good. I mean, it just, it just, it just does not look good even when one wants to be uh, optimistic. Mike, thank you so much for your call as always. I, I appreciate you taking my call and, uh, Thank you very much for a beautiful show, as always. Have a great oh, uh, oh, rest thank of the you. evening. Thank you so very much. And, and, and Mike, you make the show great. Um, uh, 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 you calling in, uh, you, you, you are the tapestry um, uh, that, that, that makes this show. Um, uh, I, 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 I just want to facilitate a conversation with our brothers and sisters out there, uh, wherever you are in the world. I, I, I saw the... Um, um, I saw the numbers, and and uh, we're being heard in in uh, on the Ivory Coast, uh, Alpha, Australia, uh, Germany, um, uh, uh, Canada. Uh, our brothers and sisters are listening uh, globally, and I just wanted to take a minute to thank you guys so very much for all of your listenership, wherever wherever you may be. If you listen one time, or if you listen every show. Um, just thanks for uh, being a part of the uh, I Declare show. Um, uh, you, it's, I, I mean, we're going through such weird, uh, uh, maniacal times that everyday people should have uh, a platform where we can come together. I like to say, kind of like meeting at a restaurant and and talk about the crazy stuff that's going on. Uh, it is in the background, but it impacts all of our lives in the form of policy. And and uh, and policy disruption. Uh, so that's how we connect the dots to us. Some people might say, "Well, India, like, why do you spend so much time, you know, on Michael Cohen and all this? Because this is history, and um, this is impacting 
uh, all of us, even if we do not see it um, in its initiation. Uh, uh, for one, we're paying for it. So that so that's the fir- that's the first thing. So um, uh, th- that's another reason why I believe that the Mueller report will be made public uh, because we're paying for for it. Um, it's coming out of our pocket, uh, and as you saw, the uh, GOP tax scam um, is 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 returning less to everyday Americans in the form of tax refunds, uh, uh, personal company uh, included. Um, uh, and of course, that was a huge monetary giveaway to uh, the wealthiest, and and it was just it, it was just exactly what it says. Uh, on the uh, social media uh, platforms, it's a hashtag GOP tax scam. Um, that's what it is. Even there are some recipients uh, of tremendous means who have said they don't need that money and they want to be taxed. They want to pay in more. We don't hear that a lot, um, but uh, but they are uh, out there. Um, Alpha, uh, your closing thoughts, sir, and thank you again, Alpha, for subbing in for me and for sitting with me on 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 this Friday. I know this is uh, an adjustment of your time as well. No problem, India. I'll say this: this man is just about defeated, and unless the Democrats invest some time and invest some table setting, he's a criminal. He's a traitor. He's a con man. He's a grifter. He is going down in the Southern District of New York. They will indict him as a sitting president. This Justice Department policy is not law. And he is a criminal. Just on the bank fraud, the wire fraud, and all of those other things in the District of New York is enough for him to step out of office. I don't want them to uh, bargain with him to step down for no jail time. I want him, the entire lot of them, to go to jail. Lock them up is so apropos. And as they say, as Glenda, the good witch of the North from the Wizard of Oz says, you know, karma's a bitch only if you are. Well, that is a uh, that and 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 uh, I know I know a good place to pause and and, <laughs> and that's a good one. Um, that would be a, a great uh, T-shirt. Uh, and 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 they have been. I mean, my goodness, uh, 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 the 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 venom uh, that has come from these people is just. I mean, it's just horrible. This is this is Shakespearean. Um, uh, in its in its in its layers, uh, Alpha. I want to thank you. Uh, I have a little bit more uh, than a minute. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what, know your value. No matter what, know you matter. Um, I'm kind of uh, in flux. Uh, I hope to be here next week. I don't know if I will be, and that is a fact. I really do not know uh, if I will be. Um, uh, uh, but no matter what, uh, uh, keep keep up with us. Alpho at Alpho08 on Twitter and me at I am I declare on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and keep up with us. Uh, uh, times are, well, you know what times are. They're, 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 they're a mess. Uh, and so we're here because we want to have a platform for you uh, to be able to express your real world right now. Real world right now, talk media. I declare it. You're listening to the I Declare Show. 
Real Raw Right Now Talk Media, I declare it. Check out IDeclareMedia.com. And always remember, no matter what, know your value. No matter what, know you matter. You're listening to the I Declare Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media, I declare it. India Declare. Real. Raw. And right now. 